0: it is a really big call you know to to step into oneself that way and what was interesting as well when we had the opening circle is that a lot of people said you know I really struggle with the word beautiful I really struggle with the word leadership and so actually that redefining of what it is to be a leader which to me is to be a human at this time on spaceship earth right like we, we all need to be activated in our worth and in our vision and to understand our traumas and to yeah to to be courageous
1: you're listening to the spaceship earth podcast with me dan burgess hello welcome to the show this is dan uh thanks for tuning in it means a lot uh with all the offerings on the interweb uh that it's fantastically i'm um, grateful that you've uh, you've tuned into uh the spaceship earth podcast so this is episode 41, and in this episode, I'm in conversation with Amisha Gadiali. Now, this uh, took place last October, um, and Amisha, if you don't know her, is a host of one of my favorite podcasts, uh, The Future is Beautiful, which to me is, is is an exceptional podcast. It's a podcast that I go to all the time, um, and it's an offering where... I always find, like, the most beautiful humans having um, really radically honest, uh, interesting, um, meaningful explorations, challenging as well. But I personally think uh, often having some of the most important conversations of our time, the type of conversations that I, I just wish... Would uh, were happening far more widely in in far more places Um, I think um, the potential in in these spaces and these conversations is is enormous so I can't recommend Amisha's podcast more highly it's had a huge continues to have a huge impact on me Um, the way I look at the world the way I think about the world um, the guests that she brings in and the spaces she creates Um, now Amisha is also a healer she's a yoga teacher she is a leadership coach she guides Uh, brings together and guides groups exploring uh, new dimensions of of what it means to lead in these times um, and different ways of uh, knowing and seeing the world. Um, She has just authored as well an amazing new book about intuition. Um, It's called Intuition, Access Your Inner Wisdom, Trust Your Instincts, Find Your Path has just come out. Um, So, yeah, I really, um, yeah, wholeheartedly... uh, recommend checking out amisha's work it's um there is so much depth around what she's doing um but yeah well worth checking in on um so i'm going to cut straight to it um this is episode 41 of the spaceship earth podcast with amisha gadiali enjoy amisha welcome to the spaceship earth podcast
0: thank you so much for having me it's great to be aboard
1: yeah exactly <laughs> right we, well, off we sail or fly or whatever we're going to do for the next uh, 60 70 minutes um where where are you by the way cuz like I was was keen to sort of find out where we are these days in the uh,
0: yeah in this- i'm um, in the northeast of the uk in a town okay. called grimsby uh-huh. and um, yeah i'm here because um my father died a few months ago and um, hmm. i'm staying with my mum through this transition period
1: I've got you I've got you yeah I remember I remember you sharing some of that in 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 some of your podcasts over the over the summer months um and I guess that's for me I guess where you know I've you know sort of I'd say I'm a huge fan of the future is beautiful is probably my my sort of go-to most listened to podcast you know you've got podcasts i don't know how you do this but i've got you know quite a lot of podcasts i subscribe to and um you know you sort of tune in and out of different episodes but i think i think the future is beautiful is is a podcast where i i think not every episode but pretty much most of them i think i've listened to um and i think you know so you are uh you're, you're a bit of an inspiration for my podcast, to be fair, but I guess r- the, y- your podcast, and I think hopefully some of my listeners I know will know your work, um, but there's so much um, sort of what I would call wisdom and depth and radical honesty, I like to say, in, in, in your podcast. And I think it's just, personally, there's just so much need for the, for the sort of spaces that you're creating. So I'm really excited to have you here on the Spaceship Earth. And um, yeah, thank you for sort of, for what you do.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's really strange and uh, wonderful to hear that. I, I still ha- can't quite get my head around like after four years, like how many hours that is that I've spent with different people around the world that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, Because a podcast is so intimate in that way when, when we listen to them. But it's been a real beautiful journey to to have those conversations and yeah i think the honesty part is so needed if we're going to find a different way of of relating yeah. and being on this planet
1: yeah absolutely i mean i think as i say there's there's so much in you know the the guests that you bring together and i think that you know because and you sometimes you know you have you have obviously the one to one conversations but over the summer at least i was checking to some of these gatherings that you were creating as well with multiple guests and um yeah i think like what you're it's such an art to do what you do to create a space for um for some really and the conditions i think for really you know just really interesting things to surface and and conversations maybe that at least for me there's i think i've said this to you before like in a mail at one point, you know, someone's like, I run quite a bit with, uh, on trail runs and quite long runs and I'll often, I'll often listen to your podcast on, on those runs because they sort of get me out into nature and I get a long time to actually just, you know, really get into to a deep conversation but there's oftentimes where I've, I've been stopped in my track just listening to you and your guests because just some of the things that come up are like, whoa, I just need to listen to that or, or it's, you know, literally has, has, st- has stopped me and I just think, yeah, it's I, I don't know what it is I, I don't i find it quite hard to find these conversations um you know these kinds of spaces where where um i guess that kind of depth is is coming up they're sort of non non-judgmental but 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 also yeah really really honest and maybe that's what it is it's this honesty thing but tell me you know the future is beautiful right i, I guess even what that means right now for you as as we're in this kind of it'd be interesting to just sort of you know get a sense of that.
0: What does it mean to me? The future is
1: beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I guess, like you know, where we're sort of, you know, it was, it, I, I tell you why because I, I was chatting to my, um, I was chatting to my youngest daughter at breakfast this morning, right? and I was talking about your podcast, and I said, I said, what's the, what does, what does the future, you know, if the future was beautiful, what would, what would it be like? And she said to me, well, the best thing she said was. I'd go to school and I'd be able to learn about whatever I wanted to learn about, mm. which I thought was quite <laughs> kind of interesting and brilliant. Um, but I guess, you know, it's it's in these times because so much is is unraveling um, and to hold on to kind of to have a kind of, I guess, a um a sort of a space for for beauty or 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 a vision or an intention of of beauty in front of us. It's, you know, again, it's, there's a lot in that, isn't there, to sort of hold that in these times?
0: Yeah, for sure. It, I, it's something I have quite an interesting relationship with because I started this project 10 years ago and it was called Think, Act, Vote at the time. I think the time that you and I very first met was when I came mm. to talk to the good for nothing team at lunchtime once to you know That's get right. some like um, yeah like some input. input and yeah. ideas of like how to move this thing forward and when I decided uh, I think in two thousand and sixteen that I wanted to relaunch the book um, partly because we we'd made this beautiful book called the future we choose and um, I had made a few like concessions just because we were we were i was working very collaboratively at the time and um we decided to make the cover quite plain i think because we didn't want to not be taken seriously and i think you know especially like as a woman and because i used to also work in sustainable fashion you know i Mm -hmm. kind of felt sometimes oh i have to make this thing seem more serious like you know so that it's not dismissed and um and so I made this book, and and it was called "The Future We Choose." When I think I wanted to call it "Creating the Future," and um, and yeah, it got to this um, this time of of 2016, and I thought actually um, I'd had some funny experiences with with the book. Like I, I actually remember giving a copy to. Uh, Gordon and Sarah Brown, you know, as a like this is a yeah, political yeah. manifesto, you know, and, and and her response was well, it's, it's really rather heavy, isn't it? <laughs> and, um, didn't seem very impressed that she then had to take home such a heavy book. Um,
1: it's too much in too much weight in this manifesto, yeah,
0: exactly, and um, and yeah, and so then I thought actually I don't know why I did that. The cover isn't the same as what's inside the book, and I actually hadn't. Um, managed to get like the the print on demand sales working properly, and so I was I was renaming it, and I was going to go with creating the future. Um, really, as that call and that invitation and that acknowledgement that that's what we're all doing, which is essentially what this this project is about. That how we spend our time, our energy, and our money is creating the future, and we we can we can choose where that goes to, to a certain extent. Um, and, and we can have a vision that guides the way in which we live um, and the way in which we connect. And, and, and then what was interesting was that my friend, Andy Gibson, um, the founder of mind apples, who is, you know, I think at one point his Twitter profile said something like grumpy optimist. Um, And he said, why don't you name it what you want to name it? And I was like, well, what is that? And he said, the future is beautiful. And I was like, can I? (laughs) And, you know, and, and in a way that question was like, if I call it, the future is beautiful, is it just going to be dismissed as something silly? And, Mm. and, you know, to be fair, I think I've made my life a lot harder by calling it the future is beautiful. I think had I called it creating the future and like when i started the podcast if i'd called it something like that a little bit more generic um it might have been a bit easier you know and it wouldn't have got so much judgment and and like and like this sort of looking down upon or like cynicism that um brits especially are so good at yeah and and i you know i've had it before where i've i've been in i was at an event. events do you remember those that's
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, mad isn't it In how in such a few months it just it seems such a weird concept yeah
0: so um in december i was at an event and i was talking to someone and we were, we were talking about the podcast and then somebody else came over um a man that like runs a kind of think tank type thing that you know I, i've met a good few times and and he heard us talking about the podcast and he was like what are you talking about and i was like what well, was you know, we're talking about the future is beautiful. And, and the other gentleman that I was with was like, oh, have you listened to Amisha's podcast? You know, I, it's, you know, it's this and it's that and whatever he, he was saying about it. And and this man said to me, oh, I'd never listened to your podcast because I just always assumed like it wasn't for me or, it, you know, like it wasn't, you know, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's- Because of the word beautiful. Because of the word beautiful. Yeah. And, um, and so that's been really interesting to realize that I've been having to deal with- a lot of that kind of conditioning from the outside. Mm. And, and I was talking actually to Jen Bendel, um, about the name and he said, Mm. you know, because when you started this, you didn't know what was coming exactly. And, and so how does it feel now? And I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to I was never going to call it the future is doomed, you know. Like, what's the yeah, point? That's, yeah, that's that's not exactly. what, what got, it's about. We've
1: got enough of that around, anyway. Yeah,
0: and it's also not true, you know. It's like what we're talking about is is a lot of a lot of change, and you know, a, a need for adaptation and different ways of doing things. But if we can't be connected to beauty through all of that, then like, who even wants to be alive? And mm. and you know, and I I say that kind of casually but we are living at a time where there is a huge epidemic of mental illness and suicide and there's a lot of doom and gloom about what's happening and for me it's like if I'm alive if I'm breathing you know then there's beauty and I want to yeah. be able to taste and acknowledge that beauty and for me the beauty is isn't just in like the happy happy it's 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 in yeah. all of the moments of life like my dad's death was beautiful and and it was many other things as well but you know there is always beauty to be found and the future is is beautiful like it will be it just is and as now is even if it's challenging but we can't say that that life ever wasn't challenging maybe it wasn't challenging for you or for i or it didn't feel like where things were difficult were touching our communities but there are communities all over the world that have always been facing some of the issues that we're talking about in in yeah. what's being brought to the surface now and so i don't feel like actually when i when i really think about it today or when i when i sit with this title today i feel like it's not even that bold a statement it's just it's just a reclamation of why we're here
1: yeah i mean I, I i i love it i was just curious as in because i know that that's you know as again it's and i think more so about also with i'm very curious at the moment about words and you know how we we use words and and often you know what we you know the meaning that we that we believe to be in a certain word or a certain story and actually what sits underneath all of that you know um and and i think i mean I put something that you've said i think in the um in in the past about um I mean you've talked a lot about you know you do and you and, and and I guess that's the thing you're in your podcast with your guests the the beauty is not in the you know what we see to be obvious the, the obvious beauty of how something looks or feels but it's actually just in in the expression and the behavior and the kind of intention and you know it's it's about sort of caring and being compassionate and being open to different perspectives there's the beauty in that you know all these things that sort of don't currently exist in a sort of quite divisive sort of time that we're in um so there's something about that for me and and i think you're absolutely right this whole you know have you know that there there has to be light that we're that we're also working with and moving towards as well as the the darkness that is inevitably part of that as well, I guess. So, um yeah, no, it's interesting. But as I say, I just, even even just, you know, what I was talking about with, I say, my daughters this morning, just about what does that mean to them? You know, it's just, again, really interesting for me how quickly even young kids can, you know, their sort of sense of a word can be shifted through what they're experiencing at the moment in the culture. Mm-hmm. Um But you've, I mean, you came to the podcast, you know, so that's, you know, that's, you know, you've you've journeyed, in many forms, right? I mean, you've come through fashion and politics, and you're, you know, you're. I mean, I've, 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 um, actually, I think the last time I saw you was, uh, you, um, was a yoga class that you offered out at, um, is that
0: alter ego?
1: Alter ego, right, exactly. Um, and so you're a yoga teacher, healer, you're a leadership coach. Tell me a little bit about, I guess this for me, look, what comes through a lot is this, this, there's a lot of care in your work but tell me a bit about that journey
0: mm. well thank you first Dan, for letting me kind of therapize a little bit about being the carrier <laughs> of the title <laughs> the future is beautiful because <laughs> clearly it's i good. needed to get that off my chest <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I actually really like it <laughs> um
0: yeah and now i think at this point i'm just like i'm i'm Yeah. I'm fully committed and I'm with it. Um, but, but that's in itself been a journey. Um, so yeah, this journey of like, who am I? Um, I guess for me, I've been, I guess there's two things that have happened. Like one is that I've, I've just sort of found myself interested in different things. And then I've also Mm. not always found, um, a space for myself within those things. Um, Tell me, about, tell me a bit more about that. Well, I suppose there, I mean, there's a lot of projects that I like worked on a lot and gave mm. a lot of time to, and then, you know, nev- they never kind of tipped into like a f- sort of full-time um, financed position and things like that. Yeah. And so there's, there's a lot of things that I did or, you know, the, the budget's only allowed for two days a week or something like that. And so mm-hmm. in a way because of the things that I was interested in and because some of them weren't, well, I think kind of all of them were things that hadn't really been done before. It meant that I wasn't quite ever jumping into like, oh, here's a role and here's a salary and here's like, here's a job, you know, it was more like, okay, yeah, yeah, like we could, yeah, you could do this part time. And then I'd, you know, be working on my own projects part time. And so in a way, part of it has been like just a little bit of a scramble. um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's often, I mean, I guess some of that is because of the nature of, you know, you're, you're often, well, it seems like you're often on the, on the edges of, of what's, of what's unfolding.
0: Yeah. It does seem that way. Um, So I've, yeah, again, realized like, oh, okay. That's sort of what's happened. I, I, have I've ended up putting in like a lot of work into something like before it's really understood and, and yeah. seen. And so, say, for example, with sustainable fashion, I did so much work on, on that, um, for about, you know, five, six years, but we're talking, um, before, you know, the Rana Plaza building collapse and, and mm. before things became more mainstream. And so I guess by the time it was like, oh, you can now set up a label and the supply chain works and you can, you know, set up a profitable business selling clothes. I'd already moved on to something else that I was interested in. Mm. So so that's kind of happened a lot along the way. and And then what I'm really interested in right now is this idea of, the things that you do are more like tools um rather than like who who you are you know and and that mm. actually this kind of sense of like I am a this you know for, yes. you know so I could say I am a yoga teacher, I am an intuitive therapist, I am a podcast host, I am a facilitator, I am a social entrepreneur, mm. I can just you know i am but yeah. but i but or I could say you know these are some of my tools
1: mm. and and that
0: for me works better because i think Mm. as humans we're so multifaceted and as a as a dad you know that you have to do all kinds of things that you wouldn't Mm. necessarily say like oh i am a this but you have to figure it out right and then you find that tool and then you're like oh yeah i can do this and and so that's what we're like as humans, you know. We have we have all these different tools, and if we're interested in things, then we then we can learn about different things, and we can practice different things. And then for me, what became really interesting was how these different threads weave together, and and so for me, I feel like the work that I'm doing now, it very much brings everything I've I've done together, um, yeah. and and maybe everyone's work does as well. But I guess just because it's in fields that that weren't so culturally, you know, created before and and established, yeah. and because it's been a lot of like working for myself and creating projects and and then trying different things as well, that yeah. that it's yeah that it's 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 come that way.
1: It's it's really interesting. I've I've been quite a few, you know, this sort of you know these kind of conversations around the threads that people are involved in and and i think you know again i think in at least the idea of specialization which was has been maybe still is in some ways but at least when i was you know on the sort of you know growing up and educating and then you know what you come back you know what what are you going to be (laughs) it's the i am and it's sort of but actually again when we sort of look at you know this kind of you know some of the many issues we're kind of struggling. With right now and and how useful is over specialization and actually how dangerous maybe some of it is as well you know or or the ability to sort of you know i mean people like ella Ella, so much called i think it's pluralism we'll call it you know having all these sort of multiple you know you've just said tools but i think there's something really interesting and i because I, I, I can relate as you're talking in my own in my own journey I'm sort of feeling quite um yeah unsure about for many years not really being able to say what i am <laughs> or what i do but actually now in these times actually again sort of feeling that you can see what connects your different your different you know the different ways you show up and the different offerings that you can give to the world and there is something that connects them all but they can feel quite quite different but maybe that's maybe there's something in that in these times as well of 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 having more sort of diversity to our you know what i mean to our sort of being in the world yeah
0: absolutely and my friend and and collaborator um who is actually now on the team of the podcast anna greta folderback she talks about being a cultural futurist and Mm. and that therefore the skills you know they are tools that are about the vision you know and i i I would like to step into using that title. I'm not really there yet <laughs> with being able to say it somewhere but when she was talking about it, it really resonated for me um, because that's you know that's that's what a, a lot of the the work that I've been doing has been about. It's been about shaping the the culture of the future in a way that is more regenerative and more embodied and connected to the heart and you know embraces into being and is empowering
1: yeah i love that what was the for you then i guess this sense of you know or. I mean, I'm going to call it caring, right? But caring for something bigger or, you know, can you remember as you were sort of, as you were growing up having an experience of of sort of wanting or sort of connecting with a sense that there's there's something bigger out there for you to kind of engage with or I don't know if that makes sense, but.
0: Yeah, it's hard to know exactly the moments, but I think mm. coming from like an immigrant family and growing up with different cultures, um, was something that showed me a lot about the world at an early age, and I remember we you know my parents would take me everywhere and we would go to india you know and and I would experience very much like the kids at the door of the car you know that need money everywhere and mm. and I don't think I even really understood that you know at that age like the 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 difference of if I lived in India, I probably wouldn't have been one of those kids, but it felt mm. to me very much like, "Oh, like how come I have all this?" and they don't have anything mm. um and so I think that was a a thing that I was always really aware of um that that not only was I different from everyone around me in the in the town in which I lived, where we were the only non white family and so I was the only one that had like you know didn't my grandmothers and everyone didn't live in the same area and and all of that Um, but also was yeah aware that there were these different possibilities of life and that people had access to different things and I guess I always felt like I had access to quite a lot and was interested in what I could do with that and you know, it wasn't always, um, you know, I think I definitely had my teen years. I got a bit wrapped up in some other things (laughs) that were less altruistic. And, um, (laughs) um, but, but then saying that, I don't know, I, I did volunteer like with play schemes, working with like um, kids with special needs and stuff when I was a teenager as well. and, my my parents were both psychiatrists, and my dad was a Jungian analyst. So I was also very aware of the complexity um, of humans, and and the struggle, I guess, of being a human. Um, because my my dad's practice was at our house and uh, evenings and weekends. And, you know, I would be actually making tea for his patients. And I really loved doing that. It was my favorite job. I preferred it much more than the school. It was like, you know, and <laughs> I, and sometimes, you know, he would be overrunning. So I would be like taking them to like the waiting room and making them tea and like, and then often sharing a song or passing the tissues or whatever it was that, you know, was required in that space. And, and so I kind of had a sense of these really normal looking people like had something that they were suffering with um and so that's definitely an aspect of it and then when I was I don't know I guess maybe 18 and at that time living in Derby um and being quite into like high heels and handbags there was a a moment where like maybe I could have gone and been like a management consultant or something um, and then I went traveling and I had a near-death experience which ended up being the first of three that happened between the ages of 19 and 24 and we went 50 meters down the side of a mountain in a bus and it's kind of a miracle that we didn't know actually nobody died on our bus and right. it, it, it smashed into a tree stump where there was like a really steep drop just behind, you know, but out, like beyond where we'd stopped. And we all kind yeah. of managed to climb out. And, you know, the doctor said it was a complete miracle that we'd all survived and that he'd, he'd known of so many accidents on that road. And in 10 years, we were the second accident where everyone had survived. And so I had a, a moment with that of feeling like, okay, like, what are you going to do with your life? And, and what's the contribution that you're going to make. And so then as I was about to go and study politics, it, it, it really, you know, I was then volunteering a lot and interning a lot and and doing lots of different kind of aspects of trying to understand how the world worked and trying to understand how I could be part of, of changing that story. And so, yeah, that I guess that was quite a powerful mm. experience, like as a young, like a really young adult, um, to have.
1: It's interesting the you're talking about, say, about your dad's practice and sort of getting a sense of um, of, of of the sort of struggles that people have, um, which is kind of interesting because I guess again, like I I know you know th- you know a lot of your you know, many of your guests and, and I guess just the, again, the space that you create allows a lot of, a lot of stuff to come, to come out, you know, people are being, you know, as I sort of talked about this idea of this, you know, radical honesty and, and and it's okay to have that sort of, and actually, you know, when we're able to share more of who we really are, I guess, um, what, what comes from that. And, and it feels, I mean, it feels to me that, you know where we are today and what's going on you know I always I felt for, for a long long time and had my own obviously my own personal struggles as we all do but just the spaces for for the reveal you know where we actually you know we get to to reveal more about who we actually really are um, are just so hard to find in our modern culture yeah. and how much of that is how much of that is actually you know perpetuating this you know I guess this you know, sense of maybe, you know, this, this, you know, this separation, I guess, that we see around us a lot, but this, you know, and, and, and speaking a little bit to, to those instances you just spoke of, you know, do, do we need, I mean, it does, is it trauma and tragedy that sort of wakes us up more to this? I don't know, but it's just, it's something I'm constantly wrestling with. It's just like what, you know, how, how you know, can will we get to a stage where it, it is accepted and normal to, to you know to get into a circle (laughs) at the start of a day and reveal what's really going on for us and I know it's happening in places but how what's your sense I guess because you've been working with a lot of this you know a lot of these practices and work for a long time but do you get a sense that there is we're going to see some breakthroughs in terms of you know opening up more in terms of you know to be able to reveal more about who we really are
0: I hope so. I mean, I, I don't know this year if I have a sense of what's happening in the world because <laughs> I feel like I've been, you know, I'm in my own space and the two worlds that I have access to are um, the TV, which my mum watches and I haven't had a TV for about 10 years. Not that I've never watched TV, but I would watch like yeah. a series or something. I, I, I've not had a TV that's just on and How's that been? and so it's been amazing i've loved it but being here it's like there's a tv and it's on and so then i i'm like stumbling into like mainstream culture like you know when i just go and yeah. say hi or whatever or bring some food or whatever and so and then i'm watch i'm sort of then catching more of the news and so i'm sort of seeing that like what's happening on like the one show and like you know on the tv and that's kind of quite mm. interesting for me because i haven't i haven't known for years yes yes and then I would say that the zoom world that I'm in <laughs> is also very particular. <laughs> and so I, you know, what's happening on a bigger scale, I, I couldn't really tell you, but, but I think for me, you know, I, because I had already been a facilitator of, of spiritual retreats actually, before I started the podcast and I had been um, taking people on yoga retreats and pilgrimages and um, yeah. and, and, creating space for connection that that meant that that did that level of openness then kind of spilled into the podcast. And for me, it's been so incredible on both a personal level and also like on its contribution to the community that's been created around it. Because Mm. I, when I started the podcast, I thought maybe it had to be more, Like of what I'd heard before, and I sort of tried to, but I couldn't quite pull it off. Like it it had its own aliveness and depth that was just natural, and it would have felt like um, selling everything short if I if I didn't allow for that. And I did used to think, oh gosh, was that an overshare? Or then someone in my family would yeah. be like, I can't believe you shared that on the podcast. And then I'd be like, oh <laughs> God, <laughs> like, was that the wrong thing to do? And, you know, not that I was particularly employable before, but am I really like not employable <laughs> yeah. now? Totally,
1: and, totally gone And now. so,
0: you know, there was a lot of that, that fear. And, and actually where I've got to it now is that um i don't think there's anything in my life that i feel shame about anymore and you know i think probably by 2 years ago anything that that brought up some shame i'd just be like oh i better out that on the podcast and then <laughs> and then like let it you know then be liberated from it and also um doing that partly to liberate myself um but but mostly because i know for me that there was a lot that I experienced or struggled with that I felt was not normal or I felt like no one else was experiencing that because of the way in which the dominant culture works and the way in which the dominant culture teaches us how to wear masks, not the masks that we're wearing at the moment, but the the masks Mm -hmm. we already had on, right? Mm -hmm. And, And so then I didn't always know how I could really relate to people. And what's been amazing is that with the podcast and just really going in with that intention of just being very like real and of that moment and then also really just then letting it go. So I'm sure if I listened back to some other episodes, I'd be like, oh my God, I don't think that anymore. Or like, oh, I can't mm. believe I said that or whatever. But it's like, I don't care. It, it was a bit of, it It had its moment. and And then actually... By sharing those those things, those struggles, those those questions, what it has done is what I've realised is that there's a lot of people that have similar questions or inner you know inner struggles yeah. or have been in similar. Um, situations and, and felt disconnected in the ways that I felt disconnected and so what it's brought to me is is a lot of connection and I'm really grateful for that
1: yeah and you I mean you've some of the stuff I've I think you've heard you talking about but you you there's some of your work which talk which is you know which is trying to explore the self as well this idea of like I think you've said like looking for the answers in ourselves rather than seeking from others and um and how I think there's another thing, the phrase about cultivating stronger relationships in yourself is well is changing. I think I heard you say that once on saying, I thought it was just super fascinating about why there's so much in that. but why yeah, what is it that this what is it in our kind of modern culture which has sort of, you know what I mean? It's find, it finds that ability, you know restricts our ability to go in on ourselves and really explore.
0: Well, I think we're we're told that there's only certain parts of ourselves that are palatable, and there that there's only certain parts of ourselves that are appropriate for certain situations, and that we're not given a framework, you know, of how to really understand our emotions and and how to understand the complexity that it is to be a human, and with all of that stifled, it it really, you know it blocks it blocks us it blocks who we are and then that gets inverted and it comes out in in addictions and mental illnesses and needing to get power over and and all these other distortions whereas when we're actually allowed to be who we are then you know we don't we don't have that that same that same feeling of being kind of trapped in ourselves or needing to mm. to kind of wrestle for worth and validation because we just we just feel it within ourselves and mm. and it in a way it's similar to what we're talking about with beauty of how like when we just know that that it's it's okay to to believe that the world can be better than it is right now and and to work on that and and that that's our birthright and it's such a strange thing to even say with like a slight bit of apprehension and the slight bit of apprehension it's not mine like i know that i've known that since i was a baby you know Mm. but i have been in a world that can be so cynical about this stuff and so like dismissive of it that i've spent half of my life questioning like am i mad <laughs> for caring yeah, about this right. yeah. and the answer okay. is no not that i might be mad for other reasons and that's okay i'm okay <laughs> with that i think that our souls are wild and and that that's something important as well um but but yeah i can't believe how much time i've wasted questioning actually what's very like innately human Um, because if we didn't come here wanting to make this world better like what what did we come here for you know because i don't think we came here thinking oh yeah i really want to do like a mediocre job and contribute to to gdp and contribute to (laughs) gdp and climate (laughs) breakdown and feel mostly unsatisfied like I don't think that that's anyone's like goal <laughs> or yeah. or intention or desire even um and yet somehow we live in a system that makes that seem normal and makes anything else seem weird and how messed up is that it,
1: it, it's it's massive it's massive <laughs> it's it's a massive mess it's a I mean, so the thing is, because I'm exact, so. This is yeah. Um, this is the. I guess this is the. This is the the challenge of our time, isn't it? How do you break out of this? And there's obviously lots lots going on in all of this. And I'm sort of interested. I've been more getting curious over the years around um, the sort of obedience in our in our culture. You know how we sort of in many ways become quite obedient, and maybe that's through fear and and probably all sorts of other things. I mean, some of the things we're talking about, you know, not not feeling you can you know not feeling you can express how you truly feel or but also like not almost not wanting to step out of line or to question too much do you know what I mean um I'm sort of curious again where that because that again I, that see that you know that curiosity to sort of to explore and to express and you see it in children and then this kind of sort of obedience that seems to start at sort of being a dad I've sort of noticed it I've noticed it a bit as my kids have got older you know as they go into through the sort of school system yeah there's a sort of there's a sort of an obedience thing that starts to come in particularly in sort of secondary school we sort of head down almost not, not wanting to be seen do you know what i mean or not wanting to stand out or to express yourself and, it's, and and i sort of worry about all of that in in these times more because it sort of feels like you know we you know, we we're sort of we're being called to, you know, not necessarily to be well. We're, being, we're definitely, I mean, disobedience, mischievous, whatever you want to call it. But we're being called to to act on on our deeper intuition, right? So, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just <laughs> it's just uh, it's it's something which really is sort of yeah, it's sort of really on my mind a lot. Of and I see it not just in children, but I see it in my peers. I see it in you know, it, it seems to be you know we can get you know look at the last few months just seems to be it seems to be becoming more and more obvious that everything is unraveling and yet it also feels like there's a a tendency still to try and maybe not quite accept it or just you know ignore it or just get on with things. you know what I mean I don't know. I
0: totally know what you mean and and for me what you're expressing Dan is exactly why inner transformation and systemic change are completely linked because we have to, we have to break through like with ourselves that desire to conform to something that is even the thing that we don't even actually really want to be conforming to. And it's really normal why we do that. Um, We, we, we are like picking up all our subconscious information from the third trimester that we're in the womb until the age of seven. And then at the age of seven, the ego kicks in and we start to kind of control our reactions more, but we understand from a really young age. Um, so before, before that time that we're seven, we we do understand like how human dynamics work. And so what we have to do to fit in and it's hardwired in us to fit in with a tribe and to, to conform and, and, you know, and that's because in in tribes, you know, of yonder that there, there was, if you were like not in the tribe, then that meant that you were going to die. Like you wouldn't have food and you wouldn't have fire and you wouldn't have what you needed. And so that step to break away from the tribe is really difficult. And it also, what this means is that as adults, if we haven't looked at our subconscious material, we're basically... Like seven-year-olds in adult bodies, and that's really obvious when you look at certain politicians. <laughs> and, um, but actually, when you when you even just look around your friends, you can you can kind of get oh okay yeah, I can see what you were like yeah. as a kid, um, yeah. and and it's and it, it's it's really fascinating. It's something like ninety-five percent of our thoughts that come from our subconscious. And most of them are actually the same thoughts that we had the day before. And if we haven't really done the, the work of clearing our subconscious patterning, um, 75% of these will often be like limiting self-sabotaging beliefs. And we feel safer kind of in, in the tribe, and in the, which in this case is, is dominant culture. Like that's the culture mm. that means that you get the job, you get the mortgage, you know, things go smoothly for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. and
0: so that's why I really feel like, you know, the work that you and I are doing, like have just having conversations, and and therefore, you know, for me with the future's beautiful, there's a big emphasis on community because we need to know that there are other people out there that are also saying, "Hang on a minute, no,
1: (laughs) I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not not feeling." Yeah, so we
0: have because we have to know that we're safe if we step out. Um. And and so yeah, I think that's really that's yeah, I, I understand it from all the angles um, of why it happens. And now we just need more courage, we need more people to be more aware and and yeah, and, and, and to make living from from the heart and an embodied sense of 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 who we are and and a reciprocity with the earth just normal because they were normal things for humans at one stage and they are
1: yeah you've I mean on you just talked about the the you know having having community around this this journeying that you know more folks I guess are starting to make or putting themselves on the edges of of stepping into a a a, a space of unknowing and then and the need for for community around them and now you've built up the presence collective right around the podcast can you tell it talk a bit about that and, and also just how that's how that's been this year particularly i'm really curious about obviously you know this year's been felt like about three decades in five months or whatever but i mean how's how's that how's that been for you building this building this community around because you do a lot of, you do a lot of work with your community don't you around the podcast yeah
0: and- well so we have um we have like the there's patrons of the podcast um and we have calls with them and then then there's this thing presence collective which i wanted to create something where we would go deeper into exploring the themes so that rather than just you know you hear this podcast and it's like all this information and it's you know you take a little bit away from it um that we could look at different themes that come up in in the show like over and over again and and then i do that more in like a workshop style where there's you know it's much more like this is the theme and we have contemplation questions over that month on that theme and we have calls um for the community and it's, it's really beautiful for an online space. It's, it's very supportive and exploratory and, you know, nourishing for the soul. And it's been really lovely during this time. And, I, you know, I'm finding myself this year really stripped away from physical community. You know, I, I haven't I haven't really got like a home right now and like a sense of like, this is where I am in the world. Like, I, I spent 11 weeks of this, this year on my own in a treehouse writing a book. And I.
1: As in um, it, West Lexington, i slept Lexington. in that treehouse. It's
0: an excellent <laughs> place, that treehouse. It's, it's an excellent treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I've, you know, and then I've just been here in Grimsby for four months um, where mm-hmm. we're, we're very much um, shielding still and yeah. so
1: and because you used to travel a lot didn't you I mean I I, because a lot of most of your podcast conversations were were always in situ with you know in in face to face with your guests weren't yeah, they yeah they
0: were because I really wanted it to be a space of 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 depth and slowness and yeah. not a space mm. of like ego and so then it also meant that it had to bring in like the synchronicity of like being in the same place as someone at the same time And like a bit of the spontaneity of it rather than like, just like, who do I want to be on the show? And like, you know, so that, that was a really nice exercise. And I really, I really loved doing that all face to face. Um, but then I have to say, I am so grateful for zoom during these months. And, 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 you know, and actually I felt like we have the same depth during the, the podcast that we've had, um, over these months and that they've really been really nourishing for me and really restorative for yeah, my soul and my vision and, and, and that sense of community. Um, and you know, I'm in a place which I think I'm not the only person that's, that's grappling with this of like, not quite knowing where to be physically, um, Mm. and balancing a, a kind of mixture of um, community needs and being around people with similar visions and then also with like what financial resources are around and land resources and you yeah. know I think there's so many people that want to live in a different way that is more like co-living um yeah
1: more intentional and more
0: intentional and yeah it's not that easy to do at the moment because we don't have the um yeah it's just we we don't have the infrastructure for that yet and so i I think like like quite a lot of others questioning like kind of where where to go (laughs) next
1: yeah 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 and it's sort of excuse me the whole um um it's It's curious, isn't it? Because um, I can remember just how this is, you know, this sort of continues to, I guess this is the thing. It's like, is this just, this is this sort of, this kind of, you know, things have been uncertain for a long time. But I guess this sort of now it feels like, you know, because it's weird, because it's almost like now, because of coronavirus, it's like, you know, the the uncertainty is is sort of consensus uncertainty <laughs> Do you know what I mean whereas it used to be sort of like only if you kind of felt it deeply in, in your intuition that you knew things were pretty not right but now it's sort of clear and it, and we because the virus continues to sort of you know I mean where are we now it's like it's middle of October I guess and it looks I mean I don't know but it looks like if you look on the sort of media it's all going off again you know and so this sort of space continues to sort of unravel it. Can, the uncertainty continues to sort of, do you know what I mean? It's simmering or it's turning up again. It's sort of not, and I wonder, so part of me sort of thinks like what, is, you know, when I look for sort of maybe some something, you know, some other meaning behind what's going on, but you kind of think, you know, it's, yeah, what, what, what is this? What are we learning from all of this? Mm-hmm. And because it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's like you say, it's, you know, there's, there's, res- there's a lot of restriction, and and then there's and then there's things that have been sort of revealed and learnt through that. But then there's also like you say, like how to yeah, how to how to, you know, I guess it's like yeah, there is there is sort of no it's almost impossible to have any form of certainty <laughs> beyond maybe what we see. You know, for me it's like, you know, I live near the woods, that's my certainty. I go out into the woods and that's where it feels like I feel I kind of know what's going on there, mm-hmm. um, but everything else is just—it is so sort of—it's constantly shifting, and I wonder. Again, I, I, we don't—I don't have an answer. I'm sure we don't. I guess, I guess it's just, um, yeah, it's just—it's. I'm curious as to where, yeah, what happens next, <laughs> like, uh, you know, as I say, looking for the, um, looking for some form of, uh, um. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. I guess it just keeps coming, right? And so, is, is this now? Will it just keep unraveling? How will we, uh, how will we sort of know when to step into the something slightly different? It's just, yeah, it's baffling, isn't it?
0: Yeah, totally. I think, I think some of the uncertainty was always there. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, I think even when we live a lifestyle that feels very certain, it's not like it just feels that way because it feels protected through like the lens of, of the dominant kind of culture, but I feel grateful in myself that like the practices that I have and the ways of, of being that I have been exploring has meant that I feel okay in the uncertainty. The the one Mm -hmm. bit that, that, that I find, um, more challenging with not knowing how long all this is going to go on for is the, the biological clock part of being a woman. Um, but apart from that, I'm like, okay, like it, you know, and we just continue, you know, and, and we keep uh, renewing our spirits and, and just making steps towards our vision. And I found that, You know, I haven't had like the 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 most sort of blissful version of it. You know, my father died, so it's been quite an interesting and challenging year. But I've also feel like I've received quite a lot of clarity, and the the slowness has really nurtured a part of my body and soul, and that feeling of connection and togetherness like beyond the you know the physical has felt very strong and I guess also I I got the the really beautiful uh, task of writing a book on intuition this year so that was a really nice focus for the year to to be in this scenario of so much uncertainty and uncovering and conflicting narratives and not knowing what's true and who's right um, to be really deeply exploring the importance of intuition and what intuition is and so that has left me feeling yeah quite empowered in this time actually because I realized that Intuition is, I think, perhaps the most important skill of this time that we're, that we're in and that we're navigating deeper into. Because we need to know for ourselves and from ourselves, from something deeper in ourselves and from a, a collective intelligence, what's, what's happening or what our next moves are, you know, as much as possible.
1: Yeah I love I love that because I guess that's exa- you know that's ex- yeah plays to where we are right we're I mean we're kind of in an information war yeah. in terms of you know if you if you look to the constructed world's information you know the media of 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 such for your you know for your knowledge or for your knowing then you know I mean depending on what you where which which channels or which platforms you use I mean you know you're going to get a very diver diver you know divisive view of what is what is reality what is going on it's almost impossible <laughs> even if just to, to know yeah. anything like what, what is really happening right so i guess this is it like if you can't know yourself then what what can you know i guess it <laughs> sort of feels so i guess this work you're doing around this whole exploration of intuition. What can you tell us? I know, obviously, the book is coming out. It's next year, right? It comes uh, out. it's
0: coming out in December. It's actually oh, already out for pre-order.
1: Amazing. And we'll we'll link to all of that. But can you can you share? I mean, what can you share about just because it must have been? And I remember because you you did the write right at Westlake in a treehouse on your own for how long? You were you eleven weeks. For? Wow. Yeah. So so you really were experiencing, I guess you are really I guess delving deep into intuition
0: yeah and actually the book has nine principles and then 53 practices it's kind of it's a it's a dk book and so it's a very visual information book rather than like a book that I'm telling mm. stories in and um, giving examples you know it's 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 yeah it's, it's a DK book. So that was in itself a really interesting challenge of how do you take something so complex and in a way not exactly quantifiable and and mm. make it really clear. Um, and and actually I wrote those nine principles in um, 10 days when I went into silence and it was Navaratri, which is coming up again actually it was the spring navarachi and we're just about to move into the the autumn one um and can you tell us about it's that? well it's it's this it's the celebration of the goddess durga who I, I think is the is the class that you came to at alter ego um uh-huh. because she's the she's the goddess that's like the warrior of love that's like okay th- to me she's the activist archetype if you if you wanted um a goddess for that yeah and um and so I, I I just turned everything off and that was amazing and just went so deep into myself and kind of like pulled this information out. Um and yeah I I guess coming out of it there's a few things that I'm I feel now like three thousand times more committed to than than I did before, even though they were so much part of what I what I understood. Um, and that that is the importance of understanding our conditioning and understanding like where w- where we're stuck in in cultural conditioning and familial mm-hmm. conditioning and social conditioning and that's really stopping us from being who we are or, or knowing who we are um, and that that's kind of in a way the first step in really being able to connect to your intuition and
1: yes it's that what you're talking about there's just making me think a bit about as again something that's very present um not just for me I'm obviously seeing out all over the place but this almost this question of where are we from and you know I think with everything that's you know all the kind of again the sort of the reveal that's that's happening from, you know, everything from, um, you know, what's, you know, the reveal on how many indigenous populations, how, that how many, you know, what's the real history that we're starting to understand everything through, you know, what the black lives matter movement has been revealing again, you know, obviously long historical knowledge to many, but to many, to many white people, particularly myself being, a white man as well but so much has being revealed about you know different stories that we don't know you know or we haven't been told or we haven't haven't been in our you know the story that we've been told mm. you know or about where we're from and it's a question i've been exploring a, a lot against so you know where are we where am i where am i from for example and not when you when you when you have no real sense of long-term mm ancestry or history or I'm wondering how much that is also causing so much of the problem you yeah. know about because how, how can you sort of even trust your intuition or even know it even maybe because you've never really been encouraged to sort of connect with it you know or explore it or trust it I don't know so it's just I guess again I know this is all big and complicated and connected but it is it, it, it is yeah it's really strong at the moment for how to you know how do you cultivate that when you're not really sure where it's coming you know what i mean or where, where it's come from or, yeah i don't know
0: yeah no i hear i totally hear hear the question yeah. there and and i i think it's part of it is understanding ourselves as souls and and souls have been understood in in many cultures across time and so it's it's not something that's so esoteric or hard to understand um but when we are able to understand ourselves that way and then we're really able to open ourselves up to the to the different types of intelligence that we have mm. then then we find we find that information i mean i I didn't have any family in this country. Um, I didn't speak the same languages as my grandmothers, and I have a and you know none of them are alive now. My grandparents, but I have a relationship with them. I have Mm. I have more of a relationship with them in the last five years than I did when they were alive because I didn't know how to connect to them, but I've I've understood how to now, and and that means that I am supported, you know from from something that is bigger than me on an ancestral level Um, and it also means that I've I've understood what that ancestral trauma is as well that I'm carrying Mm. which guides me not only in like what it is that I'm here to do but it also shows me like where I've been struggling and why and and that's all information that's been really healing and I was talking to a Lakota elder on a a very recent episode of of The Future is Beautiful, called Mm. Teokasin Ghost Horse. And he was sharing about these 33 intelligences that the coronavirus is bringing to earth, but it's not like they're new intelligences. They're like intelligences Mm. that have been forgotten and the virus is bringing them back. And you know, it was so interesting because that kind of Western culture part of me wanted to be like, well, what are the 33 intelligences? Like, yeah, tell me all I, of them.
1: I need, I need to write them down.
0: Yeah. And then I was like, no, that's not the way. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's that's the clue. And then it's up to me to discover what they are, as it's up to you mm-hmm. to discover what they are, you know? And so, and we can help each other for sure. Um, but but we also have to, you know, believe in our multi dimensionality and yeah, how extraordinary we are.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I like that that there's um there's intelligences being revealed right now. Um, if we're are we able to notice them. Um, just there's another thing I guess I've I wanted to explore with you which is about so again this is another I guess this is a question that I'm I'm thinking about a lot and and it plays out and it's something I know that you many of your guests you explore with as well which is our relationship with the with the more than human world. Mm-hmm. I still see us I still feel we're so far away from you know at as a culture opening up to that in a in a meaningful way you know actually sort of really kind of opening up to the fact that the world is alive (laughs) and then so i guess i guess i'm just really curious as what where you where you you know what's your sense do you think we 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 can awaken to this and 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 do you think there's yeah i don't know if that's making sense it's just yeah but i but i'm just again i'm looking at that cultural piece like will what is it that's going to what is it that's gonna need to change for, for that for us to really kind of Yeah, open up to that, you know?
0: Yeah, well I feel like that's why as well as what we what we do and, and the systemic change and, and the normal um the normal barometers we have for change mm-hmm. and, and and what's happening there there is consciousness and there is this more than human world and that is not included you know in in the calculations and so that gives me hope and i feel like as more and more of us open up to the more than human world that we we strengthen that bond. And we also tell the earth and nature and, and everything else that is more than human here that we're listening. And the more of us that are listening, you know, it's like, I can just feel that that then grows in its, in its Mm -hmm. power and and there are these like signifiers of cultural change. One example is that I, I never said I want to write a book on intuition. You know, I, I, I didn't pitch that, I didn't think that that was something I wanted to do. I, to be honest, I would, would have been terrified to do that anyway because everyone thinks it's weird. <laughs> I've been like, I'm tired of holding the weird things. (laughs) Um, But, you know, a mainstream publisher approached me and said, we want to write this book. We want it to be out at the end of 2020, beginning of 2021. Like, will you do it? And, you know, and then I was like, okay, great. I'm going to get over myself. Yeah. And any, And, you know, any kind of fear that I have around how I might be judged or how I might be perceived or whether people will take it seriously or not. Or, you know, I used to make myself smaller to make other people feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And 2020 is like, you just can't do that anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, no, (laughs) you know? And so I feel like that's definitely happening for many people that i i know and also you know i've been talking to lots of people that have said i haven't really had you know much human contact but like i you know like you said about going to the woods and mm. really feeling this kinship and this relationship um out in nature yeah. and so yeah. it's there isn't yeah. it it's there
1: and yeah i guess it's that exactly yeah it's just that how yeah this and that's it's fantastic i mean that's the the story of of the publisher is a great example i guess it's just holding hold yeah belief in the intent belief in that possibility again i guess belief in the 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 future is beautiful and and uh what will come will come
0: yeah and and you know isn't like the activism like social change and spiritual kind of golden rule like don't hold too much attachment to the outcome but you just show up you know you just show up with everything you've got and and you know you're all in and 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 yet it's not um yeah and yet you don't get like obsessed about if like if that's going to happen or not but you move towards it and I think for me, that's been really, really helpful because I used to be a very like goal-oriented activist and yeah. it made me ill, Like to be honest. It just made me ill and quite depressed because I could never reach these goals that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, yeah. I was no, trying I mean, to work towards. And so when I shifted my perspective to having a vision and to knowing myself and to showing up as myself, for that vision and you know and of course with intentionality and, and a desire that we that we do get there but with allowing myself to enjoy the the presence along the way to enjoy the beauty along the way so that so that you know so that I'm okay with what hap- whatever happens and that I'm able to be resilient and courageous no matter what happens and I'm able to also be there for people that are not able to do that. Um, which I think is a big part of what these times are about as well. That um yeah, that there the, it is a shaking. And um, you know, if you're not somebody that's put yourself in loads of weird situations <laughs> in order to shake yourself, <laughs> then yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. then it's really shocking. Yeah, um, and you know, and
1: yeah, I know. I'm I'm quite grateful for the multiple breakdowns I've had over the last sort of 15 years. <laughs> it's still been quite good ground for now.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You've um, you've, uh, you've started this leadership course. Yes. Um, and and tell us tell us about that. Tell us tell us what where that's come from and how's that all panning out. And-
0: yeah. So I do this one to one work with people. And again it's really funny because I would have thought talking to you I'd be really like oh I'm not going to talk about things like that um which again is is like this this sort of thing of like getting over myself thing that like I've had to go through <laughs> to to be the author of intuition and um, the book is actually called intuition in capital letters and um <laughs> and so yeah I've been working with people one on one um for about five, six years now, um, in in work that's kind of I call it intuitive therapy. It's the type of energy healing. It's it's about going into subconscious patterns and um, clearing them and opening up to to qualities and gifts that are dormant within. So that you know we become more of like who we really are. Um, it's such beautiful work, and I have been hosting um a leadership mentoring program called presence leadership mentoring um which again it it sort of happened like a little bit um randomly i i was i was the co-founder of a tech startup and then i'd left the i'd left the company and then our seed funder had asked me out for lunch and I thought, oh, and you know, I went with all my ideas of the app that I was going to pitch. And then he went, no, no, no. I just, I really want some help, like on the spiritual side of my life. And we'd only met once because my business partner was mostly dealing with him. And, and, and I, I was like in my closet still. So, so I thought and (laughs) safely in my closet. And, and then he said, I think, I think you can help me. And I was like, well actually I've just started secretly doing these sessions with some friends so anyway I started to work with him and he um he then said actually instead of us working together when I come into London on those busy days that I'm seeing clients and um, what would be great is you know when I'm in the countryside on Fridays and I'm in my own space if we had our sessions then like do you think it's gonna work on on Skype those days, and uh, and so yeah. then I was like, yeah, well, we can try because you know e- energy and the subconscious is not confined to space and time, and so why not? And so we started doing that, and then actually we, we we'd work together quite regularly. And then what I realised, having done actually a lot of leadership work, so you know, within my background of working in politics and and working in sustainable fashion and, you know, also like really needing to to, like change the world and be validated for it. And, you know, I was winning awards and stuff. It was all very important to me. I haven't won an award for years. I don't even know how I like, I don't even know what awards there are anymore, but then I was quite focused on it. (laughs) Somehow it was like, you know, part of what it was all about. And, and I, and I had done various leadership trainings within that, including, um, which is really great one that was like cultural leadership for diversity and in, in arts and culture. And so I I'd been exposed to a lot of leadership work, mm. but I often found a lot of it very like heady, like concepts yeah. and, and I didn't really know how to embody them. And so what I realized was that the work that I was offering did that and it really allowed people to drop their patterns and their conditioning and to to come f- more fully into their gifts, which then had such a huge effect on the work that they were doing and the way that they were showing up in the world. And so I, I developed this into a leadership mentoring program, which was also making that statement that this is what leadership is. You know, it's about knowing yourself and about being able to, to show up um, as fully as possible to, to, to that, which you're, you're taking a stand for that you, that you, that you already care about so much, you know? And so I've been doing this one-to-one work and that's been really, uh, amazing. And yeah, it's just such a gift to, to work with people in that way. I absolutely adore it. And, you know, it takes a little bit of like, you've got to be a little bit open to jump over the edge and to, um, yeah. And to really, to like trust, to learn the language of energy and, and yeah. to learn intuition and to um, kind of learn a different way of relating than, than talking provides. Um, and, and yeah, this year or well, something that had been on my mind for a while was to make a course to go with it. So that mm-hmm. also people that came to me that were newer to, to, these kind of ways of being had like some really yeah. good resources to, to kind of, you know, help to take the the, the leap um, and help mm. to like make sense of, of things. And so that is um, yeah. So that's sort of where it came from. And then actually I was feeling into it and also feeling this need to really own the 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 need for beauty in this world and so I've called it the beautiful leadership immersion and yeah that was like really because I think we need to understand like what are the mechanisms and what is the importance of beauty being central to, to the way that we live and, and the way that we work. And so, yeah, we have these different modules over three months and really amazing guest faculty of people that have um, been on the podcast that are coming just to share little bits of wisdom and insight along the way. And wow. it all just came together actually, the first one within two weeks from kind of, oh, I'm just going to put it out there to
1: yeah, I remember remember seeing it out. You remember seeing you putting it out and then the next thing I looked at you said, oh, We've
0: now we now we've now got a full a full crew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's so that's not something that's normally happened for me as well. Like <laughs> um amazing. I've definitely been more on the side of like yeah, the the kind of the struggle rather than that like yeah. You know,
1: Something's going on, something's happening. Yeah,
0: but I feel like that was the thing. It, it, it is a really big call, you know, to, yeah. to step into oneself that way. And what was interesting as well when we had the opening circle is that a lot of people said, you know, I really struggle with the word beautiful and I really struggle with the word leadership. <laughs> and now I'm on yeah. a course. <laughs> Brilliant. i love that. you know. And so actually that redefining of what it is to be a leader, which to me is to be a human at this time, on spaceship Mm. earth right like we we all need to be activated in our worth and in our vision and to understand our traumas and to yeah to to be courageous and so Mm. that's what it is this this immersion and i'll be running it again in the new year um and then yeah the intention will be to do it two or three times a year um yeah because it's really I'm really enjoying it
1: amazing no I think it's, it's and it's just yeah and I see I think you know this whole opening up leadership is just feels so right and you know because again I think it's back to that word right we started with when we started the conversation of beautiful and leadership like you said it's another one it's a word again that you know folks can can struggle with it or it means such a sort of locked rigid you know shallow <laughs> It's got you know it's got such sort of like the the depth and diversity is not there, but it needs to be right um, of what it could be. Yeah,
0: toasty. How, um, how do you find that word for yourself? Leadership.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, again, it's I, I you know it's um, you know it it's it's funny because I guess i in my, you know over the years for me I've been exploring a lot with various people again, sort of like what does it look like to you know to really collaborate in ways where you're letting go of command and control approaches to things whether it's how you create things or how you collaborate so it's been a really live question for me is how do you you know how do you open up how do you let go how do you you know how do you guide more or versus lead you know um and so it's just it's it yeah I think it's You know, and I think, uh, and again, I think we're getting in with everything that's happening now, that's happening so fast now. And, you know, the reveal is, 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 is accelerating faster and faster. So I think it's, it's become, again, but maybe it's the intuition, but people, I think, are really sensing and feeling, I think, more now this, this different form of, of leadership, which is more collective, which is more courageous, which is more about listening and responding and, you know, Trying to sort of know in different ways um and not know, <laughs> right? right? I think that's the other thing. So I think, yeah, it's fine. I'm doing this bit of work. I've been working on it for a while. It's a narrative sort of story thing around, and it's just this Alice Walker quote just came up. So she says, like, look, look closely at the present you are constructing. It should look like the future you are dreaming, mm. and. Uh, <laughs> And it just really spe- speaks to me a little bit about what we've been talking about. Um, you know, this, yeah, this ability to be in the moment, but also to to bring this this beautiful future in, right, and to to work with it in the in the moment.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it can't be another concept. Like no. I think we're beyond concepts now.
1: Yeah, got so many concepts.
0: And we've just gotta be living living it and and you know, embodying it and and yeah, like we we had one of the workshops for the immersion on redefining leadership and worth and um and one of the men actually wrote and said I really like I was able to hear that not just with my mind, like on an intellectual level you know and and then like had a real big shift actually in in their understanding of worth and and their understanding of their own worth and and so i feel like that's just that's that's the beauty of of the time that we're in right now Mm. and and that's where i'm like yeah okay something's happening and and we don't know what that's going to mean
1: yeah and there's something also i think and this has been exacerbated for me in in uh, and well maybe just made clearer but with the constraints we've had of like working remotely and stuff like that. so this morning i did this experiment online which is a sort of it was a good for nothing type thing playing with this idea of fridays being a day of of participation in something bigger something for the future you know beyond our own own projects and in you know in the good for nothing days we'd always you know bring people into a physical space you know and you'd work together on stuff and obviously, it's impossible. possible so playing with this idea of like what can be done in what could be done in 90 minutes um on a zoom where you invite people in, anyone in and then you know there's a couple of projects who need help right? mm, cool. and they share their they share their story and um and kind of the help they think they need and then we can just literally just self-organize into a couple of breakout rooms and spend some time and then the the invitation is to to offer whatever you want to give um and then if you want to keep going with you know if you want to form a connection and, and keep going beyond this zoom then that's fine so that was and sort of pull this together literally in the last week or so and, and one it need, needed to be very light touch because got too many things going on and, and also not wanting to hold again you know to be a block to hold you know to be responsible for holding all of these things it's so, but we ran this session this morning, and I think about thirty people turned up. And and you know the Eventbrite Zoom thing didn't work properly. Loads of people couldn't get <laughs> loads of people couldn't get in the rooms. And then we got in the rooms, and then Jessie, who's got one of the projects, she was sharing, she couldn't get onto the Zoom, and it was like, oh my god! Like the reason I'd done this date is because she'd approached me saying I really need some help, and. She's trying to start this mums mums for climate action movement coming out of XR, and it's a beautiful idea. And it's like, okay, well, we'll do this for you, really. And then she's phoning me, going, I can't get in the room. I've got all these people waiting (laughs) to start this thing. And then, but anyway, the thing was, someone else had a project as well, and they shared it. Then Jesse came in, and it was messy, and you know, but we got people into these rooms. And then stuff just happened. And at the end of it, everyone's like, you know, the place was buzzing and people have gone on and people are mailing. And now there's little groups working on stuff. And there's something also in just, you know, that sort of slickness that used to be feel like, you know what I mean mm. about I mean, this is leadership, you know, this kind of everything's sort of got to work. Everything's got to be slick. And, and now there's something really, I think kind of interesting in, again, letting go of that and being okay with the sort of slight, you know, the messiness and the fact that it might be a bit dysfunctional and actually, Maybe there's all kinds of possibility in that, you know, as well. And yeah. So anyway, I was, it was just that's just a really. But I think yeah, and I think that's the thing of being able to sort of work more with yeah, work more with this with the imperfection and the you know and the the messiness and and some of our you know our you know our, our maybe I'm more uncomfortable selves as well you know yeah
0: and i mean there's two things that i just really want to share about that and <laughs> one one of them is that i had a spiritual teacher that always used to say creativity comes out of chaos and mm. you know we would organize these these um Like kind of retreat type things, and they would always be so chaotic. And it was almost like, why can't we just get ourselves together and like make it smooth? And he was like, "You're missing the point. Like, it will never be smooth because all of that needs to happen in order for us to get where we get to." And I and I'm like, "Uh huh, okay, I get that." And then the other thing is understanding perfection as a tool of the systems of oppression of white Mm -hmm. supremacy. Of patriarchy, and that by yeah by by having this idea of perfection, which is always connected to an idea outside of ourselves, so it goes back to what we were saying before about needing to um, do the unlearning of the conditioning, um, and and then actually be able to connect to you know ourselves because that notion of what's going to be perfect is is comes from a, a different construct and so yeah then we're able to let things be what they are and mm. and then we're able to enjoy them and find the power in what they are rather than you know just this is also another issue that I always had with having a job was that I couldn't cope with like all these rules that didn't yeah. make any sense. It just seemed to like waste a lot of time and take take the energy down of like what we were doing. Yeah. And and now I understand like, oh, that's because I wasn't really resonating with, yeah. with that expression of, of a system of white supremacy. And I wanted things to be freer so that we could listen more, so that we could be more creative, so that we could really then you know have more impact but in a in a very real way like and it doesn't mean that the mm. impact would be like bigger but it would be more true
1: yeah there's a sort of there's a more there's a there's a quality to the impact um you know rather than this sort of that sort of you know quantification of impact and you know scale and numbers and things and there's more of a sort of a deeper sense of impact maybe yeah um amazing amisha we could go on <laughs> but you know we have gone on we have gone on <laughs> um first, first of all thank you so much for this conversation it's been brilliant and i um i uh yeah i as I, as i said out front i just what, what what you do and what you've been doing is um yeah it's just it's it's amazing it's amazing work and it's a real gift what you put out into the world so thank you for all of that um and i shall continue to uh, uh, uh sort of r- listen listen <laughs> listen through the woods as i'm running and stopping like a startled deer and going what, what what happened there um but um but yeah thank you for for thank you for joining me on this um is there, I know, I mean, the best thing for pe- people is to tune into your podcast, right? And uh, there are other things that you've got going on as well. What What else could we be, um, is there anything, oh, you have got the book coming up. I mean, there's quite a bit going on, to be honest. Yeah.
0: So, well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much. It's been a real joy to spend this time with you. And I would absolutely love for you to come on The Future is Beautiful um, next year and I've got loads of questions that I want to ask you. So in that space, I'm really good at listening. <laughs>
1: Excellent. Oh, that'd be lovely. That'd
0: in be lovely. this space, I've been talking a lot. So.
1: Yeah,
0: well, that, that, that was the yeah. point. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I look forward to, to being able to ask you some questions. Marvellous. Um, and Marvelous. We'll do and that. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So the the podcast, the future is beautiful. And, um, and then with that presence collective and then, the beautiful leadership immersion coming up in january and the book coming out in december and you can find everything on um, amisha.co.uk and TheFutureIsBeautiful.co.
1: amazing i'll will link out to all of that so yeah so i guess you know i, I this might be a little closing shot the spaceship earth what it, what does it mean right now to, for you to sort of becoming crew on the spaceship Earth right now? What does that what does that say to you?
0: Yeah, I just get this this image which is a really embodying vision. You know, it's like when I when I imagine being part of the crew of, of spaceship Earth, I I feel that sense of mission. And, and then I feel like a a stronger invitation into knowing like myself, the, the part that I have to contribute, you know, that is unique to my soul and, and the, um, yeah, that, that kind of power of, of believing in what's possible and being part of a team.
1: Amazing thank you amisha um we shall speak next year <laughs> <It's> not before
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i hope so and you know who knows maybe even a walk in the woods along the way That'd be
1: nice. a real a real a real walk in a real wood
0: yeah that would be nice
1: so i hope you enjoyed that conversation with amisha um do check out her work do listen uh do check into her podcast if you haven't already it's mega um and you can follow up on um, the courses that she's um offering to the world um her new book a uh, bunch of stuff definitely um definitely uh, check in on that um so yeah so thanks for tuning in um it's uh 2021 who knows? Hey, eh? but, uh, each day at a time, that's where I am at these days. Um, if you like what you're hearing, please do give us a, uh, a like or give us a rating in, uh, in Apple podcasts. It'll take a few seconds and it will be mightily appreciated and it helps, uh, other people find the podcast, uh, or share it on if you like an episode or just give us some feedback. Um, you can drop us a line down at the spaceship or you can uh, find us on Instagram at the spaceship um, Take good care out of there. Um, And uh, until next time, peace and out.